1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Stephen Gerrard's hoping to cash in on home advantage and push towards the title. Ismailia Soros' move to Celtic is getting closer, according to Neil Lennon. And managers across the Premiership offer their support to Aki's boss, Brian Rice. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Gordon DL and Roger Hanna. Would you believe, Gordon, 23 days since the Premiership went into its winter break? We would. Plenty to talk about in that little period, I think, thanks to the old firm game on the 29th of December. But we're now just 24 hours from the restart. Celtic at Kilmarnock, Rangers at home to St Mirren. The title race is on. Let battle commence. Yeah, looking forward to it, Gordon. Uh, all kicks off again for the league uh, campaign tomorrow night. A lot of interesting games. Uh, looking at the two top teams, Celtic and Rangers, just now, you would probably say that on paper, no disrespect to St Mirren. I think Celtic I've got the most difficult one 0141 That is the number you need to get in touch tonight If you would rather tweet You can find us at Clyde SSB So don't hang around Get in nice and early Give us all your thoughts Ahead of the Premiership Returning tomorrow night What about this title race then? Surely the run-in starts now It might be a long run-in But it definitely starts with the return Of the top flight action So give us all your thoughts Who's in the driving seat? Who's not? Who's going to be Facing the most difficult task over the coming weeks What about the transfer window as well Because that's the other thing Roger It's all set against the backdrop of, of the transfer window at the moment And then it perhaps doesn't seem like there's going to be A great deal of business done at Rangers uh, Celtic maybe one or two more But as these weeks go by If you get a, another couple of difficult games The cries for more reinforcements will just get louder Yeah and there's still 10 days to go in January We've said before on the show Everything just seems to get squeezed into the last 24, 48 hours. I agree. I think there'll be more done by Celtic. Ishmaela Soro will come in in the next few days once a work permit is sorted. I'm not sure that'll be the end of the business at Celtic Park either. And will Rangers, having now managed to, to offload a few more players, will there be one coming in? It's going to be amazing, Gordon, as well, because weeks of fans and, and, and pundits and, and players alike just sort of... Sitting back and waiting that That's all you can do And clearly Rangers go into the break With the the momentum Whatever you want to call it That comes out of the game uh, Against Celtic just before the break But it's going to be fascinating to see How quickly they either build on that Or actually it could be wiped out very soon And it all, It's all been intensifying over the last couple of weeks Yeah there's a lot of games coming up I think if you're a supporter The minute the window opens Gordon You're not really interested in who's leaving your club you're more interested in who's coming in to strengthen the team, to strengthen the squad. Um, I'm not surprised Rangers haven't, you know, they're not doing a lot of business in the transfer market. I think they've got uh, most positions covered. I think uh, the talk was about Tavernier, who we covered for him. But young Parson seems to have come in and he's doing very well. And Steven Gerrard talks very highly of him. Uh, for cover it right back They've got Flanagan there as well I still think I know that Alec uh, was saying on Saturday About the centre forward situation Especially Morel has been suspended Defoe's 38 now um, You know he's a great stand in He can score goals I was looking at Would they look at another striker Just to make sure A bit of safety there I know Alec touched on the fact That Greg Stewart could go and play th- in that role So I don't see Rangers doing a lot of business 
I certainly do see Celtic doing a bit more Right, this is your chance to have your say on the return of the Premiership So don't hang around 01419511025 Let's hear from you What about the next block of fixtures then? We've got between now and May Let's, let's divide it up a little bit What about the next few weeks? Let's take that as a block How crucial do you think the next set of fixtures is going to be? And what do you think lies ahead for your team? Especially with the difference in the home and away split of the fixture Steven Gerrard says They'll be looking to make home advantage count Four of their next five games are at Ibrox He also says They're at their best when they have a packed fixture schedule I think that's the plan I think we obviously had the, the opposite in terms of fixtures be, Before the break Where a lot of the games were away A lot of tough fixtures We had a, a six week block Where it felt like we were away For the majority of it So that turns now And uh, we need to try and Make the most of Ibrox. We're certainly going to need our fans to get behind us and make some noise, and um, hopefully we can get right back into our rhythm and, and build on the last the last league performance. Now, I think it's the next. I think it's the next uh, international break, and then if we go and perform like we're capable of against Braga, we could have more fixtures in the pipeline as well, and Hamilton as well, because now we've been drawn against them in the cup. So, um, but it's what we're used to, and I think that's when we're at our best. You know, this squad proved that it can cope with uh, a lot of fixtures in a short space of time. You know, it's an exciting time. The, the players look ready, and I'm really looking forward to see how we perform tomorrow. Rangers have four out of their next five games at home. I think Celtic. Four of their next five league games yeah. are away. Does that does it matter? I mean, obviously, it, it balances itself out well, over, course, over the season. But this argument for years. But, but in terms of, of, of you know, sort, sort of right now, in terms of momentum or whatever you want to call it, how, how important might it be? Well, we spoke at the start of December that with the fixtures that Rangers faced between in that month, you know, away to Motherwell, away to Hibs, away to Aberdeen, away to Celtic, and we said if they were still in touch with Celtic, at, you know, by the end of the winter break. They'd be doing really well and would be a title race on. And I think they took 10 points from 12 in those away games, dropped a couple of points up at Petaudry, won at Celtic Park, and are now in a position where they're only two behind, they have a game in hand, and they have this run of four out the next five at Ibrox. What they need to do is what they didn't do 12 months ago, Gordon, and build on a good finish before the winter break. They went to Kilmarnock in a midweek tie, lost when Jordan Jones scored the winning goal at Rugby Park, and things just unravelled from there. If Rangers are going to win this championship, this is the time for them to build on what they did in December. Right here now, uh, Roger, I would, and I think you would agree, I'd much rather be sitting with the four out of five at home. I mean, you'd have to, wouldn't you? That, yeah. And that's that's, right not, now, that's yes. not unique to Celtic or Rangers. Just teams tend to prefer playing at home. One hundred percent, especially the way that Rangers go about their business at Ibrox. I know that they didn't have the greatest performance in the cup against Rennes, but they had a lot of the big hitters out of the team. I think it'll be different tomorrow night against St Mirren. I've said from the start of the season, Gordon, when I watched it too at Ibrox Celtic Park, only team for me, each other can beat each other at home. That's that's the only ones I've I've never sat at Ibrox I've never sat at Celtic Park unless it was Rangers or Celtic and thought it could be an upset here today they could lose at home so four out of five I expect Rangers to win the four games at home and I think it'll be what happens on the road. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five to have your say. Twitter is at Clyde SSB. Let's kick off with Jason in Paisley. Jason, do you? Pay much attention to the way the fixtures fall in the coming weeks, or do you take a more laid-back approach and think it all balances itself out in the end? Oh, he's just disappeared right on cue. 
perfect Well terrible timing From Jason and Pezzo We'll try and get him back um, But yeah that That is what's coming up Obviously Celtic Going to Kilmarnock Tomorrow night Rangers at home To St Mirren Celtic face away trips To St Johnson Hamilton At Motherwell Clyde as well But of course We were talking really um, About you, Premiership you know, fixtures Just going on to the point As I said this for weeks And months At the start of the season Rangers and Celtic Were so superior to the rest That they, you know, they wouldn't drop Any points at home I haven't really dropped very many away You know, Celtic had that mm. slip up at Livingston Other than that, they've been very good on the road There's not really any not really any reason to believe That they won't win all of those games That you've just quoted there, sure. mm. uh, Let's hear a bit more from Stephen Gerrard Where we try and get Jason and Paisley back If not, why don't you give us a call 01419511025 uh, He says they didn't want to recall Robbie McCrory From Queen of the South But the opportunity for regular Premiership football was too good to turn down He's set to join Well he is joining Livingston on loan Until the end of the season uh, Gerard says he can make his mark at Rangers If he continues his progress There's an opportunity For him to play in the Premier League Which is a situation Where we don't really want to do What we have to do But we have to for the sake of the boy Because it'll be brilliant For his development To, to play in the Premier League I think you've got to pay credit to Robbie For going to Queen of the South And playing ever so well But also Queen of the South For the job they've done And the opportunity they've given And we really really respect that And it's not something that we want to do by taking a keeper off someone but when the kid gets the opportunity to play a league above and, and with all due respect better himself and develop and get that chance to play in the Premier League it probably gives him a better chance of coming back here and, and, and playing for Rangers so for the kid it's a no-brainer slightly awkward for us because we don't want to let anyone down you know and Queen of the South probably think they've got Robbie for the full year but we have to sort of forget about all that and think what's best for the kid for the, for the boy himself and um, it's, it's too good an opportunity for him to turn down I think both uh, McCrory brothers uh, Two model professionals of the game Finding the way in, in, in different stages of their career But if Robbie keeps progressing and developing the way he is And at the speed that he is I've got no doubt that at the right time He can come back in and affect the, the, the two main positions For the goalkeeping situation Charlie's on the line, he's a Rangers fan Are you looking forward to the return of the top flight, Charlie? Oh aye, I'm definitely looking forward to it uh, but hopefully I'm looking forward to explaining a bit better than we did on Friday night uh, we are a lot better um, as far as I'm concerned every one of the players that was on Friday night except for the young boy young Nathan Parson that's the only one that would give you a start to because Tavon years out as you know um, I'm just hoping that we can get an early goal and um, hit the ground running and um, put a marker back down again because uh, that other night there, um, I couldn't believe it. You know the way we played. Well, you need to, Charlie. You need to get a start to Defoe because he'll come in. Obviously, Morella suspended. Uh, you had Ryan Jack captain the team the other night there, uh, so he'll certainly play. Davis certainly play. Uh, yeah, I think that the Rangers fans getting along there, and they went along there in big numbers against Sunrise. You've got to say in Friday night, and they were expecting to probably score more goals, be more entertained. Even the Rangers manager came out and confessed he was bored. I totally agree with him. I was bored. He's been honest. And I like that about the Rangers manager, Stephen Gerrard. I think he comes out and just says it as it is. But I think it'll be a different Rangers tomorrow night, especially with the, the league campaign, uh, what's at stake. 
and a full house at Ibrox. So I'd expect a far better performance from Rangers tomorrow night against St. Man. And it wasn't just Rangers that looked sluggish coming out of the winter break. You know, Celtic only won 2 1 at Fur Hill the following evening. Hibs drew, Ross County lost. Aberdeen needed a penalty four minutes for the end to, to win at home to Dumbarton. So sometimes that happens if, if you've been out, you haven't had any competitive action. For three weeks or so You can look sluggish when, when you start again I think they've got a lot Of the cobwebs away On Friday night Against Renoir And I think Charlie You will see a different Rangers against St Mirren Ibrox tomorrow night Charlie how do you feel about This run of fixtures Most of them Being at home Because of course You only have to go back To this time last year When there was a conference Amongst the Rangers fans They came right back out After the winter break They lost And Roger described it As being An unravelling From there How important is the next Couple of weeks I think it's very important. The thing is, um, I was on at the beginning of the season, and um, I was on about um, the player, the teams were to play at the start of the season, uh, all the away games we had. So as Gerard said, it's, it's turned all round about now. And this time, as I say, with the crowd, uh, and um, I believe that, um, as I say, we need to play better because um, it was so... It was just it was like watching Rangers. As I said the other night, it was like watching Rangers way back in 2016 with the same kind of team that was on the park. Charlie, uh, do you agree? was there. He was one of the original ones that started in 2016 in a cabin But I don't think there were any other... Well, uh, Flodmiel, the goalkeeper, three players that was originally in that team. And uh, the changes... and. Uh, Gordon Dale's talking about I'm not talking about the major players I'm not Um, I totally understand what you're saying, Roger, but I think that the Rangers manager will go 
with Patterson on his performances. He was happy with them over in Dubai. I know it was a bounce game. Uh, he was happy with them on Friday night in the Cup. So the lad's doing everything possible to stay in the team. And if he goes out and plays against St Mirren, you're not telling me that you can't go to Tynecastle and handle playing against what I would probably call a very poor heart side at Tynecastle on Sunday. Um Understandably Roger It's the the madness Of the title race It's the it's the top flight It's the here and now That's going to take Everyone's attention But there's always Room to be mindful Of this sort of Forward planning Robbie McCrory Getting sent out on loan To, to Livingston He's been on loan At Queen of the South I mean we understand That even the likes Of Hearts and Hibs Were sort of sniffing Around permanent deals But Rangers only Entertaining loan offers That perhaps Tells you what, what they think Of him going no, forward Yeah Stephen Gerrard Said that there in the audio Gordon I think um, the, the two Old firm teams Rangers and Celtic Have two very promising Young goalkeepers Robbie McCrory at Rangers Ross Doohan at Celtic Both are secured In longer term deals And both have been sent out To the Championship This season McCrory's played For Queen of the South Doohan still playing At Air United Scott Gemmell rotates The two of them And it's got the Scotland Under 21 team And I think both clubs Have high hopes For these young goalkeepers They're not Yet at the level Of Alan McGregor Or Fraser Foster but the hope, as Stephen Gerrard said, and it would be the same if you were to listen to Neil Lennon and Stevie Woods at Celtic, the hope for doing, just like the Rangers, the hope for McCrory is that one day they will be ready to take the gloves in the first team. Celtic fans, ideal time for you to get in touch because we're going to get some travel with Stephen and then we're going to hear from Neil Lennon. He's got an update for you on the potential signing of his Mila Sorrow. We'll give you that next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon DL and Roger Hanna here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We are on the phones as well as Twitter at Clyde SSB. Uh, lots of people getting in touch over the last couple of nights, liking what they saw from Nathan Patterson, hoping he gets a run in the team starting tomorrow. Stephen's got an alternative view, though. Uh, he's surprised at the reaction of his fellow Rangers fans over Nathan Patterson He says he looks years away from being a decent option I know people want us to bring in someone through But he's the fourth choice right back for me Says Stephen at the moment So he's uh, he's keeping his expectations in check So 141951 on the phones uh, Let's hear a bit from Neil Lennon Celtic fans, what do you make of what he has to say? He's hopeful as Mila Soros move to Celtic will be finalised this week He is keen To make the 21 year old midfielder His second January signing But he did always know That it would take a bit of time He's doing his medicals At the minute So that takes a day or two You know They have to do Things by It's governed by The Azuli Sort of council Or FA So it's a, a Day to day thing So they do uh, The blood To do the medicals So that's ongoing At the minute Well he can't Come into the country yet Because he can't get his visa Yeah exactly <laughs> So yeah. Once that was all agreed Then and how long will it take to get the visa? I don't know. Uh, hopefully not so long, a few days maybe, and um, we can get him over here and get him cracking. So, I mean, it's, it's happening, Roger. We've sort of known that for a while, but it's it's happening and it's happening soon is the the, the message we're getting from Neil Lennon. Yeah, I, I can never understand quite why these things take so long. You know, there should be a, a fast-track process of getting visas for, you know, when there's so much money involved in these transfer dealings. Neil Lennon will want Sorrow in as quickly as possible There's still a few injuries Around about that Celtic squad So they'll want to As Neil says Get them cracking As quickly as they possibly can Yeah I'm, I'm sure all Celtic fans Are excited to see What he's going to bring Gordon I'm a little bit surprised I think that uh, Celtic look You know Comfortable in that area They've got a lot of players in uh, Competing for positions I like the fact that One of my favourite players Tom Rogic Come back um, 
at the weekend Thought he looked very good um, I think he's a big player If he can get him back to his best He would be massive for Celtic You'll get Cham in there you get McGregor You've got obviously Christy when he comes back as well You've got Brown You've got really a lot of options in there But obviously Celtic He ticks all the boxes for them And they see him adding a bit of strength to the squad Dennis is a Celtic fan from Easterhouse What's on your mind tonight Dennis? Uh, Hi guys It's from you Gordon And uh, Roger Hanna Mm Mm-hmm He's trying to assure Charlie there that uh, these fixtures even ourselves out. That's a nonsense. Complete nonsense. If it if the top six stays the way it is now, then Rangers after the split would have five away games and Celtic would have five home games. Now there is no way in the world that the SPFL are gonna allow that. You know it, I know it, and everybody else knows it. So it'll be nay. Um, parity in that uh, Roger Hannah's shaking his head no, at you Dennis the, the, the way the rules work Dennis is after the split regardless of who they've played in the previous 33 games the maximum any team's allowed is 3 at home and 2 away or 2 at home and 3 away so what it would I mean so, so that means that, 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 that two of the teams that Rangers should play away they will now play three times at Ibrox yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that's so, absolutely so that, right. That that's no even in itself. It. Yeah, that 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 is a fair point, Dennis. When I say that, I wasn't meaning to be a hundred percent accurate. What I mean is, by and large, generally, and I know you've you've thrown up a potential anomaly, but generally, you play the same amount of games at home and away, give or take one. The, at, at the most two that, that, That's all they, I mean They will ensure that Rangers and Celtic Each play 19 at home And 19 away Yeah And th- in that respect Dennis is what I meant About evening yeah, itself out Well it's Celtic Have played 20 away Or 20 at home um, <laughs> it's, not, it's not the first time It's happened It happens nearly every year But also Dennis Is that not No it doesn't Dennis Every year there is usually One or two slight anomalies One or two slight exceptions I mean, But what, it doesn't what, happen every year What the year. SPFL try to do In that instance is if one team is going to be ending up playing 18 at home and 20 away or vice versa They try and make sure it's a team with nothing to play for You know, if, if the league was going to split just now I think Livingston are 6th in the league Livingston would probably be the team that would have an imbalance in fixtures In the bottom half, there's teams fighting to stay up So it would probably be the team that finished 7th Kilmarnock, say, who would have an imbalance in fixtures Rather than a Hearts or a Hamilton They would make sure you know they had 19 at home and 19 away Anyway, it's a bit difficult to forecast Because we've got until April And the makeup of the top and bottom six Can definitely change between now and then So let's not look too far ahead in that respect Dennis, what about your own team from a Celtic fan's perspective? What are you, what are you thinking ahead of tomorrow And the return of the Premiership? Well, I'm, I'm quite happy. The only thing that, 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 that bothers me, we're not scoring enough goals. Uh, and we seem to be getting each other's way up front. In fact, the other night, the referee got in our way a few times. Um, I don't know how many times he stood in front of the players and they were trying to put a ball through. But I, I think we, we play too, um, you know, passing the ball about up front and front of goal. Are you basing this, Dennis, on the number of chances that you feel... Celtic are passing up I mean if you look at the table I think Celtic have scored More than Rangers have at home Rangers have scored more than Celtic have Away from home But I mean Celtic do still clearly score A a lot of goals How how many more do you want? Is that what you mean? That there are chances within games You feel should be taken? Oh I I, I seen a tweet today Celtic something like 70 odd shots In the last four games And we've scored seven goals (laughs) You know but But the thing is I just felt the other night That it you know, we're passing the ball from side to side. 
you were going to say one went to the other one. And if you've seen it, that you've seen with the second goal, uh, McGregor takes a shot, taking outside the box, at the edge of the box, and gets up and miss it. I mean, Gordon, it really depends what, what you're basing it on. I mm. would totally respect Dennis or any other Celtic fan who, who watches every game and believes that they should be converting more of their chances. From a, a more simplistic viewpoint, Celtic have scored 55 goals. In 20 league games Yeah So I mean That sounds okay If if I was a Celtic manager It would not be on my list Of worrying uh, About it Gordon I think they've got enough fire I said that though Is there a case for being More ruthless Of of course you can But they create so many chances You're not going to score Every single chance And some of those chances You see on the stats Maybe with shots That are easy for a goalkeeper To save And it gets put up there what, what I will say to Dennis is he's talking about going side to side. Sometimes when you're Celtic or you're Rangers, the one, the one thing a team against you will do is try and make it as difficult as possible for that for Celtic or Rangers to play through. Let's talk about Celtic. To play through the middle. Because if they get Edward through and 1-1 the goalkeeper, they get a Griffiths through there, they get a Christie through there, then 9 out of 10 it usually ends up in the back of the net. So what they'll do is try and force you down the side, wait for a ball to come in and try and defend the cross. So it's a tactic that other teams use very, very well indeed. So they make it as difficult as they can for Celtic. But I just think with the power, uh, the power that Celtic have got up front... And the quality they've got in the middle of part, I would not be concerned about that. Celtic fans, here's the injury update. Mikey Johnson and Christopher Iyer look set to return tomorrow. James Forrest and Near Beaton look like they will miss out. And Ryan Christie is, of course, suspended. So take that into account. Tell us what your team would look like tomorrow. 01419511025. It is away at Kilmarnock. Neil Lennon says anyone suggesting the title defence is in doubt after the old firm defeat uh, needs to calm down. Very premature, yeah. Still looking at the league table, I think we're still top of the league, even though they have a game in hand and we've won the cup. And up until then, we've won 12 games in a row. So, you know, we're very positive about the second half of the season. So, look, I can't control what other people think. I you expect it sometimes off the back of a defeat. But a lot of people, you know, over the years have been proven wrong. Either way, do you think that winter break has a an impact on, on the perception of? Of the title race The way people on both sides Feel about it Because whatever the outcome Whether it was a good one Or a bad one for you In the 29th You've had over two weeks To, to dwell on it The high you, has lasted you've For two three weeks. weeks Sorry three, well, yeah, 23 th- days I alluded to that At the top so, of the show So you know the, the high for the Rangers fans Has lasted three weeks yeah. the, 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 the eagerness to get back and, and put it right For the Celtic fans Has lasted three yeah, weeks the, it's, it's quite a strange position To be in Listen the result and every aspect of the game has been magnified like never before because there has been 23 days since the game. Now, ordinarily, if Rangers had gone to Celtic Park and won on the Sunday lunchtime, both teams might well have had games on the Wednesday night. Something else would have happened and the agenda would have moved on, Gordon. We've waited over three weeks now and the agenda, a lot of the calls to the show are still about. You're touching it there. Ryan Christie's suspension. The charges that were laid at Rangers. Um... You know, all of the different feelings among the supporters as to how their team is going to approach the second half of the season. So everything has been magnified since December the 29th. And I think it's good for everybody that come tomorrow night, both teams can move on and the title race will develop another step. What might that Celtic team look like tomorrow, Gordon, with the option of Christopher Iyer and Mikey Johnson, but Mm. no option of James Forrest or 
near beat on or, or Ryan Christie yeah, we knew that yeah it'll be interesting I think uh, with Ayer coming back in any, I think he certainly will come back into the stand of living Gordon it's who's going to partner him at the back Shemunovic I thought when he came on looked okay uh, against Partick Thistle and I've got to say Julian he's sort of a he divides my opinion about him a little bit one week I see him I think that looks a very you know comfortable top class football player and then the following week you watch him and you think there's a mistake just waiting to happen here and I think that showed against Partick I'll be very interesting to see what Neil Lennon goes with tomorrow night and defence I think most of it middle to front may be the same will he stick with the two up top with Griffiths and Edward uh, with the diamond in the middle of the park I think he probably would it gives him a bit more firepower um, I just think Celtic will have to I know it's going to be a difficult game always is going down to Rugby Park I know they got a good result at uh, the weekend but their form up until then was quite poor and I think Celtic will have far too much for them tomorrow night but the team selection for me will be interesting and I think all eyes will be on who he, he puts his partnership at the back two centre-halves I think it would just be Julian and I I'd only see one change really from the side that played it for Hill at the weekend I would expect as you say beat on out Ayer back in I think the diamond in midfield will stay I think Griffiths will stay mm. up front with Edward I don't really see much point in putting Lee Griffiths in for, for one game he scores a goal and then you take him back out the team um, there's no Christie there there's no Forrest there as you say there's still no El Yunusi there either I don't think Clamala's quite ready to be starting so I think it'll be a, a simple one in one out Understandably Gordon you said you, you fancy Celtic to win I don't mm. think there would be that's a hugely controversial statement they clearly go into most games as favourites if you were to hand pick it as a fixture though to return you probably wouldn't go away to Rugby Park would you? Only but only because of uh, I don't think a lot of the teams It's well documented Like the surface Gordon um, As a stadium As a place It's it's a decent enough place to go There's worse places In the, the Premier League And Rugby Park Let me say um, The pitch Obviously plays a big partner But I just think With uh, the break Everything about it Celtic getting that Victory at the weekend there Getting the rustiness out of them Changing their formation a little bit Tom Rogge I thought showed good form as well I just think Lee Griffiths getting the confidence Of scoring a goal I think Celtic will will up the ante And I think they'll have too much for Kilmarnock But I, I, sort of, I, I know what Roger's saying there about You know I'll just be a straight swap for Ayer I would be Julian worries me a little bit Gordon I, I, I would, I'm not doubting him as a player as I say, sometimes you watch him, you think that's a top, top class player. But other times, you sort of split. <laughs> you look at him and think, oh, there's a mistake waiting to happen here with him. I wouldn't be surprised if he just goes with Simunovic in there. Are I you, wouldn't be. Are you, are you dismissing Chris Burke from having another six assists <laughs> tomorrow night? Uh, yeah, because he's up against uh, better opposition, Roger. Let me say, Chris Burke's been a mm. fabulous football player. He really has. I suppose the Simunovic thing, he doesn't often play on. Plastic surfaces well, that, is worth that bearing could, that in that, mind. Yeah, that that could be a, a factor in to Gordon, but uh, at least he's got the options now. Mm. He really has got the options. But I just think with the middle of the park, with that diamond uh, going again, they'll get to know how to play that because that's not their normal uh, formation. And with the two guys up front, they're getting to know each other because how many times has Edward and Griffiths played as a partnership? So it's about knowing each other's game as well. And obviously Saturday would have helped. Uh, Griffiths getting his goal Helps his confidence Edward's always a threat 
I just think if Celtic up the ante tomorrow night Doesn't matter, they'll have too much This is an ideal time to get your call in Because we could be speaking to you right next After the travel with Stephen Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Roger Hanna and Gordon DL Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard uh, I thought I could take this opportunity To congratulate you Gordon Because I was delighted to turn up at work yesterday And find the studio was still standing After you and the mushroom Were left to your own devices on Thursday evening I'm hearing mm. horror reports That you took calls on Love Island yeah. And other such yeah. Topics we, we opened up To anybody uh, And we got a good response And uh, The feedback That we're getting Is fantastic And uh, it's only a matter of time now Mushroom and the Dazzler For his, their own show uh, Funnily enough The feedback We've been getting Actually is that, 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 was that The Mushroom Was the star of the show I don't know how to break that to you But a, a lot of people Tell mushroom me they, they, Yeah they, re- they really liked The way he stood up And took the lead And, and Kept you in your place and, and really led from the front That's, that's nah, the feedback I've been I'm not having that no? I, had, I had him totally under, under control Totally under control The mushroom Well speaking as a listener Last Thursday night uh, him, I don't think Clyde 2's ratings Have ever been higher <laughs> <laughs> It was actually It was Roger who texted me To say they're talking about Love Island Well to be fair to us We weren't talking about Someone called in Gordon And we can only answer what's in front of us True, very Uh, true uh, It was a good chat, it was a good chat Okay, Uh, JP Barnes is on Twitter He's got the Celtic team all figured out for tomorrow in his mind He's going three at the back He wants Simunovic, Ayer and Julian all in He wants Frimpong and Taylor as wing backs Mm -hmm. He's got Griffiths and Edward up front Mm -hmm. Who's the middle back? Who's the left out? Usual Brown, Rogic and McGregor So and Cham's left out? Yes Mm, interesting Like we say It might all be redundant Because Simonovic doesn't Tend to play on Plastic pitches Certainly not recently But you never know We'll tune in at this time Tomorrow night And we will have The starting 11s for you Let's speak to John Who's a Rangers fan On the line What are you thinking John Ahead of the return Of the Premiership First of all My name is The two Ronnies Never mind no, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Come on John You enjoyed it uh, I did actually, it's quite funny, but I did actually take control by No, you didn't, you John, don't start that nonsense. Or you'll right, get the new button. Before I start, I don't know if you know where Adelaide, Adelaide is. Do you know where Adelaide is? Yeah. Right, it's nice the wee place called Avinger. Right, I need to call out to a wee guy called David Docker Place. He's out in Australia, listens to the show. I've got to give a shout out for my wee mate, David. He's out in Australia. You better man, shout loud. Right, that's fine. Right, first of all, Jim one week he's saying he's going to park a double bus. The second week he, he, deserve, he's going to get, he deserves a victory on the top too. Right, uh, it's a bit of contradictory. No, I mean, what, what is he, what is he actually's philosophy? Well, if you're talking about the game tomorrow, John, St Mirren are not going to come to Ibrooks, open up, play the way Rangers want them to play, and let themselves get ripped apart, are they? Well, he said, he, well, well, he said he's due a win. Right, he's, he's come out and said he's due a win over the top too. How are you going to get a win if you're not going to come up, come out and open up? I think, John. I, I, I mean, let's be honest. Come on, John. Let, let, no, let's be honest, right? You cannot blame a manager of St. Mirren, Jim Goodwin, going to Irox and saying, do you know what? For the first 20, 25 minutes, we'll get everybody behind the ball. We'll try and make it difficult. That'll be their game plan. He's talking maybe that he fancies more of his chances at home against uh, Rangers or Celtic. But when you go to Ibrox, Especially packed house there The way Rangers are going about their business The way they move the ball about The players that they've got 
You cannot go head to head with them Toe to toe with them Open up Because they will pick you off And absolutely destroy you So he's every right going there and saying And he's only been honest And he, he's doing what everyone else Apart from Celtic do is They come, they park the bus And they try and grab something Let's hear a bit from him then John, since you bring it up Jim Goodwin says they're coming up against the Informed team in the country At Ibrooks tomorrow He says they have played well Against the old firm this season And they'll give themselves a chance If they get the game plan right We thoroughly dominated the game on Saturday In terms of possession And all the stats Shots and corners And everything else Wednesday is uh, Is the complete opposite Of what we experienced at the weekend You know Rangers are a very good team They're probably The informed team in Scotland At the moment In terms of how they're going about it um, Very very Good passing team, good movement. You know they got great rotation in the middle of the park, which makes life difficult. Um, and they've got great players in the forward areas. We know Morelos is missing, but then you've got Jermaine Defoe to come in, who's a very, very good replacement. So it'll be it'll be a difficult night. But if we um, if we put a good game plan in place, like we have done um, in recent games against both sides of the old farm, then I think we'll give ourselves a chance of of getting something from the game. Who are you picking tomorrow, John? Let's terrify the life terrify the life out of all the other Rangers fans out there. Put you in charge of the team. Who are you picking? Well, you know you want change to the last game, the old firm game. You know you want change. That's the full for Morelos. Nothing else. You can't change it. Well, Tavernier won't play. He's injured. Team. Well, Tavernier, Nathan Parsons a great player. I seen him against the. I seen him against Etcham, and he stood out like a sore thumb. The same as we've got a good boy just went out to Patrick Thistle for Jonas. He looked a player in our hands. Which I think will come on tremendous, but there's only that's only two changes you've got. Nobody else, and looking at the future as well, letting the boy Ross McGrory go to Livingston to get first team football with Livingston, we're in a good balance with young uh, young players. We're a good mixture, of older heads as well. So I look good. The future looks good, and tomorrow, well, if Kent everybody turns it, then but it's like Sranas packed the bus against us. Do you know what I mean? It's hard to break down teams. I remember the last time we played, it took a wonder goal. It was a wonder goal with Barrichage to beat them. So I can see for another boring night tomorrow night. John makes a fair point about the previous St Mirren game. Mm. Gordon, the, the potential problem for St Mirren is that stuff just tends to be easier to do at home. And the pitch is a little bit smaller and you've got your own surroundings. Doing that at Ibrox is possible, but more di- it's more difficult. Yeah, I can understand John going along there as a Ranger support. He wants entertained. Of course, it's an entertainment business. But St Mirren aren't there to entertain the Rangers fans. They're there to try and fight for their lives, try and get something out of the game. Jim Goodwin's got the game plan. The game plan's quite simple. Get everybody behind the ball. Try and uh, stop the space. Try and stop Rangers coming forward. And try and stop them putting the ball in the back of the net and hope you can grab something at the other end. There's no... There's no disgrace in that, Gordon, because you're up against a team that are far, far better than what you are. Better players, better quality. They're at home. They've got nearly 50,000 supporters there. So it's a difficult job going to Ibrox these days. And as I say once again, the only team for me that can go to Ibrox and get a result is Celtic. And I think it'll be very difficult for St. Man tomorrow night. Where I'm with John, and I agree with John, I hope John brings Monty's coaching staff. There will be two changes. And it will be the two changes uh, John has mentioned. John, are you, look, are you looking for a kit man or a tea lady? 
Come on, Gaffer. No, come on, Gaffer. You can't go down that road, that mushroom. The big game this week for St Mirren is on Sunday at home to Aberdeen. They've already beaten Aberdeen and Paisley this season when Al Durmus scored in a 1 0 early in the season. If they could guarantee doing that again against Aberdeen on Sunday, I don't think they'd be too bothered about what happened at Ibrox tomorrow night. It's a free hit for Jim Goodwin's team tomorrow night. Whether he goes gung ho, which he won't, or whether he parks the bus, which he will, anything St Mirren get tomorrow is a massive bonus. The bigger game for them is Aberdeen on Sunday. Uh, maybe a few debuts in the St Mirren side as well. It's always good to look for that first fixture. We we won't see many. Well, we won't see any for Rangers and you know for Celtic. They're yeah, sort so of few I mean, and far between at the moment. Some of the lads made their debut at the weekend. Yeah, league first debut. Sorry, yeah, the league debut tomorrow night. Um, it will be <laughs> something of a culture shock having made a debut against Broxburn Athletic. No offence to them. At home, three 0 in the cup, quite comfortable. And suddenly, your second game is Rangers away at Ibrox. Um, a big, big difference. It'll be interesting to see how they cope with that. A lot of the players, you know, lads have come from the Irish leagues. Guys have come from playing under twenty three down south. This will be probably the biggest night of their careers. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish football. Well, every time you two beat the pundit, it's one of the biggest moments of your careers. So strap mm. yourselves in because we're going to get another contestant lined up to try and win a signed ball. But to get the ball, you have to get more questions right than Roger Hanna or Gordon DL. If you fancy it tonight and you want to step up to the plate, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Don't hang about because you have to call before seven o'clock. Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompson's.com Roger Hanna and Gordon DL Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We've been looking ahead to The return of the Premiership tomorrow Three weeks in the making Some of you Will be chomping at the bit To see your team back in action Celtic heading down To Kilmarnock We heard from Neil Lennon As they close in On a new midfield signing We heard from Stephen Gerrard uh, talking about potentially making home advantage count for Rangers over the coming weeks. So if you've got any thoughts on them, you can keep them coming as well. 01419511025. Uh, very, very busy end to the show last night. So many of you trying to get through to discuss gambling and Brian Rice. If you didn't get the chance, we'll give you another quick chance after Beat the Pundit because we're going to hear from the likes of Stephen Gerrard and Neil Lennon on that very topic. So get your calls in. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football It is Beat the Pundit time Roger Hanna starts on minus one Gordon DL is here as well and one of them is just along the road in Clyde well one of them is going to be playing someone who's just along the road in Clyde Bank Andrew how are you tonight? Yeah not bad Good stuff Andrew I love it when we've got a bit of a local derby on our hands because if Gordon loses the ball I'll get him to just drop it in on the way home does that sound okay? <laughs> Uh, Good man Imagine him turning up at your door Nine o'clock On a Tuesday night Roger Hanna That is not no, for a I'm, I'm sure it's happened before <laughs> I'm moving swiftly no, on No Clyde Blank it's not uh, <laughs> Let's toss the coin And find out who Is going to be playing Andrew Heads It is Roger Tails It is Gordon And it's Heads It's Roger oh. minus one Good luck Andrew Good luck Against Andrew from Clyde Bank So I'm going to give Roger something else to listen to That way he can't hear your answers Andrew 30 seconds on the clock You're going head to head with Roger The secret is You can pass So if you don't know it Pass it quickly And move on to the next one Okay Okay Good man Your time starts 
now Name either side Playing in the Scottish Championship tonight Alva Which Rangers player Has moved to Livingston on loan Pass Who's the captain of Kilmarnock uh, Gary Dicker What is the traditional name Of Ross County's home ground Dingo What shirt number Dingo will pa- what, what shirt number Will Patrick Clamalla Wear at Celtic uh, 21 Where did Greg Doherty Start his career Okay, let's bring Roger back. Roger, can you hear us? I can hear you. you fine, thanks. Right, same set of questions to you. Yes. Yep. Name either side playing in the Scottish Championship tonight. Alloa. Which Rangers player has moved to Livingston on loan? Robbie McCrory. Who is the captain of Kilmarnock? Gary Dicker. What is the traditional name of Ross County's home ground? Victoria Park. What shirt number will Patrick Clamalla wear at Celtic? Eleven. Where did Greg Doherty start his career? Hamilton Hackies. Who was the first club managed by Ian McCall? Clyde Bank. Who was the last Scottish team that Nacho Novo played for? Wraith. And name Motherwell's Northern Ireland international goalkeeper? Kevin Carson. Okay. Andrew, Andrew, Andrew. How are we going to knock this guy off his perch? Uh, I don't know It's not going to be me anyway We're going to need to go minus two Gordon No 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 no, no. I, I totally agree you'll, And You'll hear from a legal representative I'm, I'm going to put in To get Roger my team in the chase When I go in there Because I think we would Get a good amount of cash What would his nickname be If he was a chaser I couldn't say over uh, <laughs> the airways It's a family show Yeah, it's a family show uh, Right, let's go through and find out Name either side playing in the championship tonight You had the choice of Aloha or Arbroath uh, So you both got one on the board The Rangers player who's gone to Livingston on loan Is Robbie McCrory So Roger got it uh, I'm afraid, Andrew, you did not So that's you level Essentially Because Roger's on minus one So your level Got into question three Who's the captain of Kilmarnock It's Gary Dicker You both got that right So it's still level The traditional name of Ross County's home ground You went for Dingwall Andrew Victoria Park Is what we were looking for So Roger goes one in front He then made it two in front uh, When he suggested That Patrick Clamalla Will wear number 11 He then went three in front Greg Doherty started at Hamilton Ackies There is a theme developing You might have got the next one Andrew But you didn't get that far Ian McCall managed your local team Clyde Bank Uh, He is human though Because Nacho Novo's last Scottish club was Morton Oh was it? It was So I might deduct you three points for that one And Motherwell's Northern Ireland international goalkeeper Is Trevor Carson One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight for Roger Minus one takes him on to seven (laughs) And a two for you Andrew Well and truly beaten I'm afraid Hard lines Thanks a lot Cheers well done Roger Thanks Andrew Andrew. And the good news is You won't have Daz at your door At (laughs) 9 o'clock That's very good news That was Andrew uh, And Clyde Bank Do you know what I thought Andrew Being a Celtic fan And he knew Gary Dicker Was the captain of Kilmarnock There were a few nice answers In there See see people that phone up For Beat the Pundit On a Tuesday And you go Heads It's you Roger They must be deflated I'm amazed that more of them Don't just hang up actually exactly. But I like that Because oh, 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 Hold on a wee second When when The statistician Was it from Japan Oh yeah you've who lost e- Who you've, emailed in the other week you've yeah, lost, I was well down the list You've lost once in three years They don't think it's worth Reminding people of um, But no but I like it Gordon I like the belief Because someone out there Will come along And knock him off his I, perch I, again I, It's going to I'm sure it, It's going to need a good one I really uh, Gordon I'm, I'm really really 
I'm a bit upset for the people that phone And I think on a Tuesday night We should just dismiss him Let me play every Tuesday night Good no, idea No because I like I like it when you watch Roger You you, you like Close the way he closes eyes, his eyes, eyes He gets yeah. in the zone The focus yeah, I've tried all that It doesn't work for me <laughs> You just forget where you are exactly. If you close your eyes That won't work for you Right 01419511025 uh, Really big story in Scottish football yesterday And it totally dominated the second half of the show So I wanted to give you just another chance To get your calls in uh, A bit of fairness to you guys Because you, you make the show with the calls And so many of you didn't get through To discuss Brian Rice last night So uh, we'll do that for another short time This is the story which involved him Handing himself in If that's the right expression To the Scottish FA Opening up about his gambling addiction Which has returned he speaks of having struggled with the disease for years It has returned He accepts any Scottish FA charge that will come his way As a result of this And one probably will uh, But of course it's opened up a, a wider discussion If you like on on how people deal with these types of things Alex Ray was very open and honest about his own struggles We had so many open, honest, inspiring calls coming through last night I must say So thank you very much uh, for those But the fellow managers in the Premiership have been rallying round today, offering some support to Brian Rice. These are the thoughts of Stephen Gerrard. Well, I admire the fact that he's come out and he's been really honest. Um, he's, he's, he's a gentleman, Brian, you know, since I've come up here. Um, he, he's been fantastic with me. I think he's a man who's been around the game for an awful lot of time, so I've got nothing but respect for him and I admire the fact that he's come out uh, to try and get help and support. And um, He's certainly got that from everyone at Rangers because everyone's got a lot of respect for him. I, I don't know the, the answer to that question, whether it's rife or whether it's a major problem, because I don't know what people do in the, in, in the private time. Um, so it's a very difficult question uh, to answer. Um, but I imagine it's, it, it's got better. Um, but that's me, obviously, just guessing. Uh, ben is on the line. Ben's a Hamilton Aki's fan from Hamilton. Uh, we had some of your fellow Aki's fans getting in touch last night. Ben offering their support for Brian Rice. I'd imagine you're doing the same. Yeah, absolutely. That's actually why I was phoning in. Just to, I just wanted to make it quite clear how behind uh, Brian Rysaki's fans are. Um, I listened to what Alex Ray had to say last night, and I commend him for it. And uh, hearing John Hart speak out about it as well, and I just want to make it clear that uh, Aki's fans are 100% behind Brian, and, um, and we hope he gets the help he needs. Do you think it's the type of thing, Ben, that could have a, a wider... Impacts that you know maybe if there's a Hamilton fan out there struggling with something similar, the fact that you know their manager, the sort of main man at their club, if you like, has held his hands up. Is that something that you think could encourage a Hamilton Aki's fan to do? I, I think you've kind of seen that already. The the support that not just from Hamilton fans, but obviously I heard Stephen Gerrard he's came out and supported them. Former Aki's players have came out. Other clubs have said stuff. And Colin McGowan, who obviously that Hamilton is a former former addict himself, is. He's came forward and offered any help to MD who's currently working at Aki's, and I think that's great. Um, I don't think it will be too long before it starts becoming a, a thing where people come forward and, and admit this. And I think Brian Rice coming forward has had a huge part to do with it. Yeah, the the one thing I'll say about this, Ben, uh, I know Hamilton Aki's is a football club very well. I know the people in there very well. He will get great support. From Ronnie McDonald, Alan Maitland, for instance. The, um, the board. We had Colman going on last night, yeah. of course. Let we me, heard from and, him. and I was going to touch on this guy. I know this guy very, very well. He's a very good friend of mine. And Brian Rice is in the best place possible in a football club with a guy like that beside him because he will go out his way and every way 
to help Brian Rice. He's a fantastic guy. He does so much for people that have got problems, Gordon, whether it be gambling, alcohol, uh, drugs, whatever it may be, young kids and everything. Colin McGowan is there, and I am very confident Brian Rice will get every bit of support that he needs to help him through this hard time just now, and it'll come from the, those guys. Plus, it's great to hear other managers coming out and saying, do you know what? We may not have that problem, but we support you in a big, big way. And it's brilliant. It's great news for, I think, for Brian to now look forward and go and fight with the battles he's got to fight. Yeah, if, if, if you're addicted to anything, does what you need is a support structure round about you to help you over that addiction. And Brian Rice, as you see, and I wrote it in the Scottish Sun this morning, is arguably the best club in the country yeah. for he- for helping them. If you go in, if you get the time, go into the Hamilton Academical website and don't bother going into the first team results or the, the youth team results. Have a look at the community project that Hamilton are involved in at the football club. They help people with gambling addictions, with narcotics addictions, with alcohol addictions. They spread it out to people with, you know, problems with homelessness, pro- problems you know, underprivileged children, they bring them in, they help them. You know, people, I think over the years, people have taken the mickey almost out of Hamilton. You know, there's the big red bus that doubles as a cafe behind one of the goals and there's that wee fancy garden that Peter Housen did some artwork in that the kids come in and see. And people treat it as if it, it's, you know, it shouldn't be a football club. But Hamilton's very much a community football club. They try and help their own folk. And when one of those own folk happens to be the head coach who's going through his own addiction problems, then obviously they will help him. They'll put an arm around his shoulder in, in his time of need and they're encouraging the SFA and the SPFL to do likewise. You're a good man, Ben. Thank you very much for the call. Let's get similar thoughts from Neil Lennon. It's an addiction. It's a disease, you know, and um, you know, Brian's had historic problems in the past. I think it's really brave to come forward and I'll admit that and look to get some help. So... Hopefully you can get back on the on the street and narrow as quickly as possible. The rules are the rules, you know, and you know, back in the day I liked to wee bet myself, like, you know, then sorta of, not big bets but it was a bit of fun. But for other people it becomes a way of life, it becomes a you know, twenty four seven thing and I think that's what the rules were put in place for. I liked it that. You know, don't want any sort of um covert operations going on with regard to the, the betting side of things as well. Brian obviously is an individual, you know, and we know a lot of individuals have addictive problems, whether it be through gambling or, or other addictions. It's 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 sad, but I think he's strong enough to get through it and we all wish him from here the very best. George is in Paisley. What's your take on this, George? Yeah, how you doing, Gordon? How you doing, panel? Hi, Hi, George. George. I, I, I totally I totally disagree with everybody that's come on to this show tonight because they're talking about a football manager that, who is at the head of a team and he's putting bets on in football. See if a, a horse racing trainer or a jockey done the same, they're banned for life. It's no different. <laughs> and it's no as what Neil Lennon just suggested there. It's an addiction, it's a disease, it's a choice. No, well, well, not too Brian, sure about that, George. I mean, it, it's it's an addiction. He's it's he, Brian Rice describes it as as being a a disease that he's been battling with. I don't think he would choose to have all this hanging over his head. I don't think he would choose to land his club in hot water, would he? 
No, but Brian Rice is in a position, no different to a, to a trainer or a jockey or anybody else right, in another sport. Yeah, but that's why he said in the statement that he accepts any Scottish FA charge that comes his way because there are two, there are a few different strands to this, Roger. We're talking about footballers, whether they've got an addiction or not, are not allowed to bet on football. Yeah, oh, so, so, so that, that, that that's a sort of separate I thing. I don't, I don't think anyone's arguing with that. I, I, I found Colin McGowan, that's his friend, and all of his quotes in the official Hamilton Aki statement yesterday. I found probably most interesting that he's going to write to the SPFL and he wants it brought up with the SFA's professional game board that in, in future. This punishment, if you like, is relaxed in times like this. There's almost an amnesty, if you like, when people self-declare because Colin McGowan, and I think, you know, the majority of people, not everyone, the majority of people would agree that Brian Rice is in need of help, not punishment. Now, he's going to be punished. He's going to be punished to a greater or a lesser extent. He will miss several games in the dugout, I would imagine. I would imagine as well there will be some type of monetary penalty Levied against him or the club For breaching these SFA betting rules Over a five year period No one is arguing with that But I think And the majority of people have, have agreed with what Colin McGowan said That there needs to be a degree of help Offered to an addict Now he's an addict of gambling As opposed to an addict of drugs or, or drink He needs help to overcome something that he struggled with for I believe between 35 and 40 years It has cast a shadow over his life It's now casting a shadow Over his career And Brian Rice For me quite courageously Has come forward And asked for help um, I don't know Brian Rice Particularly well I've, You know I've only In the last year Really come across him More as a, a Premiership manager Quite like the fella But what has struck me is There's a tremendous Pull of goodwill Towards Brian Rice From within Scottish football He's a popular figure In the game And I think people in the game Will unite Behind them And hope he can beat these demons Where, where, you, where you're right Roger is Brian Rice probably could have Kept on betting And get away with it As as probably f- There are footballers out there Gordon We know the rules And I will guarantee There are football out there Putting coupons on At the weekend And there's ways To get round about it And there's ways, ways to do it And that will happen It's happened since my day uh, Neil Lennon said they're a Celtic manager we're, we're all the same Even to this day I like on a Saturday Put a wee £5 uh, coat on Just to sit and watch the results um, But the one thing where Rogers got it bang on is Brian Rice has come out Put his hands up Admitted this And said I need help So when that happens Then I think it's only too right that we give the guy as much help and support as we possibly can because as everybody says here, this is an addiction, this is an, a disease. He needs help and I think we he should get the help. Uh, Sandra's in Lennox Town. Anything to add, Sandra? Hi, uh, Hi. That's the first time I've called the show, so it's, um, it's nice to get through. Um, I was just kind of, I want to agree with what people are saying about it being an addiction and a disease. Um, and I was listening to the last caller and he was kind of saying that it's a choice. And it got me really, really angry because um, I'm a recovering addict myself. So I've been through addiction problems and got came out the other end of it. And I only did it with the support of friends and family. Um, there's no way it was a choice for me. I didn't have a choice. My choice was took away when I was in the midst of my addictions. And I think for this, um, for the manager, Brian Rice, 
it's brilliant that everybody's coming out and getting support because that's what the guy needs. And it is a disease, it is an illness, and it doesn't matter if it's drugs, alcohol, gambling. There's loads of addictions, and addiction touches everybody. It doesn't matter what walk of life you've came from, whether you've came to a housing scheme or whether you're manager of a football club. We need support. If you don't mind, yeah, listen, I think that's very well said, Sandra. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, what was the what was the sort of turning point for you then? I keep, I keep hearing, and I bow to your experience. You know far more about it than I ever will. Um, what what was the sort of moment that your Brian Rice moment, if you like, then, or whether it was the equivalent of speaking out or, or moving towards turning things around? Well, it was probably that I had lost everything that I could possibly lose. The only thing I had left to lose was my life, um, and it's something like it's like a light bulb moment. Something something turned in my head. I couldn't even really tell you what it was. I think it was just I'd lost everything. Um, and I, at that point, I realised either stop what I'm doing and get help, or I'm going to die with this. Um, and that's what I did. And I knew work in addictions as well, so I help people as well. So I work with people who have got lots of problems, and I can assure you there's no choice there. Everybody I know that takes drugs or alcohol takes this, and I've got issues with that. They, every single person has told me that they don't want to do what they're doing. They want help, they want off it. I didn't when I was a young girl grew up and say, oh, I'd be a drug addict. Do you know what I mean? It, it happened. Um, and now, thank God, I've came out the other end of it. Um, and my life's great. But I just think that, that uh, for Brian Rice, he needs all the help and support. Mm. And I heard one of the other guys saying about Colin McGowan. No, I've met Colin. Um, and he's, he's a friend of mine. And I know all the work that he does. For, for people and it's absolutely brilliant and it's great that um, Brian Rice is at Hamilton Aki's because I'm sure he will get all the help and support that he's needed that, that's needed and I wish him well um, for his future Is that why it is so important, important Sandra that there are people out there sort of gathering round giving Brian Rice the, the support he needs because there's another side to it he probably will be punished for betting on football which he shouldn't have done it breaks the rules he acknowledges that I think everyone acknowledges that but there's clearly a a bigger picture here is there not definitely definitely for me I had to get myself better and look at the issues that made me do the things that I was doing and maybe that's what he needs to do as well once he's come out of the end and he's feeling a wee bit better like look at why he's doing that because there's always underlying issues I believe anyway I mean Roger Sandra is the latest in a, a line now of Callers who've come on and shown incredible honesty and, and bravery to open up about their own struggles, and every single time I, I hear a call like that, that that just underlines how important this stuff is. Yeah, and Sandra has lived through addiction. Sandra has spoken there about the help and support that she received, the help and support that she is now giving other addicts, and that's the kind of help and support that Brian Rice now requires. He, he, he won't beat this himself. He's going to need a lot of support from his employers at Hamilton Hackies. Support like you know from fans like Ben who phoned earlier on in the show. He's not going to do this all on his own. Um, fortunately for him, I think there is, as we said, a, a pull of goodwill toward him from within the game, and that'll help him. And I'll be fascinated to hear what said. I think he's hearing at Hamden is January the thirtieth, Gordon. I'll be fascinated to see how the SFA treat him, and you know if we can hear it, you know the narrative that comes out of it, and where Brian Rice. Goes mm. from here 
Uh, Sandra thank you very much Your might be your first call but you've got a fan club growing on Twitter John Egan says nothing but admiration for Sandra there won't be a caller on Super Scoreboard this year who talks as much sense says John thank you very much to Sandra on the lines we're going to take a breather then we're going to put Gordon and Roger to the test we have a full time teaser which will probably drive them nuts and we'll give them and you the question next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon Diel is here, his Tuesday sidekick, Roger Hanna, is alongside him. Have you come up with his name for the chase yet? No, still can't repeat it. Uh, I um, can't repeat right, it, okay, yeah. I'll try, I'll try and get a, a decent one for him, but you, I can repeat the one I've got for him just now. Do you, do you enjoy the chase and sitting in a recliner? Oh, beautiful With my blanket I've got a new blanket I've uh-huh. lagged the blanket uh-huh. yeah. Thank it's, you very much for the Sources present. tell me it's just, It matches the recliner uh, It certainly does, yeah Everything's just blending in Lovely, Roger awesome. Beautiful You need to board me to sleep there With that story So I think we'll move on okay. to, the, to the teaser um, Because you're going to need To engage your brains On this one um, I know you have to do this With all teasers But I think in particular This one It's going to require a bit of um, Educated guesswork Mm-hmm your old pal John Smith sent it in You're going to be cursing him after this one Season 98-99 Hold on <laughs> You stuck already Right go Season 98-99 saw the first winter break in Scottish football Can you name the player Who scored the first league goal For each side in the SPL Ah catch yourself on When it started back 98-99 <laughs> <laughs> they have to be difficult on a Tuesday Otherwise Roger will get them before so half past so seven We're looking players who were about in January 99 effectively There are two parts to it Gordon Just in case you hadn't gathered yet still a manager then part of, the, part of the struggle is you're going to have to identify The ten sides that were in the SPL yeah, in 1999 exactly. And then it's just a bit of educated guesswork A bit of trying to figure out who might have scored their first goal back After the winter break I don't expect you to know them Off the top of your head How could you? Right, Larson it, wasn't there It was too early for him It wasn't no, Larson No, it was not too early Was it Larson? No, it wasn't Larson Hartson, it's not too son. early for him It's too early for them Thompson Mark Viduka You're nearly there He's the only one you've missed out really Oh no Lubo Maravchik No, Tommy Johnson Walking <laughs> 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 right through the card here Brat back Yes Bratback Harold Bratback So there were right, 10 teams Rangers. There were 10 teams in the SPL Who played with Rangers then? I mean I'll give you the games I don't suppose it'll matter Rangers resumed After the very first winter break With a 4-0 win against Dundee This player got 2 Rod Wallace No Oh um, Defoe was uh, Defoe <laughs> uh, Flo was 2 uh, Flo was Ferguson No Oh 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 We're getting there Midfield player and um, Good midfield player scored two that night Nope oh. Claudio Reyna no. Think closer to home Neil McCann Mid- Even closer to home Clyde Bank He comes from Clyde Bank It doesn't come from Clyde Bank specifically right. comes from Motherwell Billy Dodge He might not be closer than Neil McCann Please don't take that that seriously He's, he's from about these bars No Glasgow, Glasgow. Oh, I forget which part of Scotland he's from. I just Postcode, mean Postcode. He's, he's from. He's a Scot who played for Rangers yeah. in '98, '99. Not a scorer of many, many goals. goals. I don't think midfield but... player scored two that night. Barry Nicholson. <laughs> so, uh, 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 um, Ian Ferguson. No, um, I can't remember his name. 
Rangers team. Was he a young boy at the time? Yes, probably. Now you're making me. Derek McInnes. No. Um. See when you speak about when you speak to former Rangers players from that time, it's always the one that they say, oh, "What a player he was! He should have gone on to to bigger and better things." Stephen Hughes. No. I was just no, going to no, say no. no. I mean, by the way, this guy still had a good career and was a good player, but he's always one that people thought was going to be. So a Rangers midfielder. Oh, oh, oh. Also played Charlie from Miller. Charlie Miller, well done, right? You've got Brat back in Miller. This is going to be a struggle. So I'll leave you to it for a bit. Let's speak oh, to you better believe it. Let's speak to Patrick in Livingston. Hi, Patrick. Hi, guys. How's it? Hi, Patrick. Hi, how are you? Hey, I'll say one on the bright right side with the gambling. I'll say it's an addiction. I don't think it's as big an addiction as uh, drugs and alcohol in people's eyes because it's only really getting as bad just now recently because it's that easy to gamble now you can gamble for your computer you can gamble for your phone for your uh, at any time of the day so you can wake up be bored gamble and spend hundreds and hundreds of money before you even realise it so the government started to see it now I think it's a problem that's why they've got a cap and all these machines that you can gamble on in the, in the bookies and mm-hmm. there's bookies and services and everything so I do a lot of work in Europe and that a lot of countries in Europe have banned gambling for your phone. You can't go onto the websites to gamble. Pay the phones. They don't have as many bookies. I know it's a profit company, but why do we need so many bookies? Why do we need so many apps? If you go on social media, you can scroll through Facebook for five minutes and you'll get a bunch of adverts popping up. Deposit 50 quid and you'll get 20 pound in free bets. That attracts more people. Yeah, it shows you that yeah. shows you the breadth of the discussion, Roger. This isn't this is not a well, Scottish football thing. This is not something we're going to nail by che- tweaking one or two things, as, as Patrick yeah. says. I mean, it's it's everywhere. And, and listen, all the points Patrick made are perfectly valid points. I think it's important we don't demonise bookmakers. You know, the, the the vast vast majority of people who place bets on football or place bets on horse racing or the golf or the tennis or the rugby or whatever, they do so, they enjoy it, they set their own limits, um, sometimes they win, sometimes they lose, and they get on with it. Um, there are problems with gambling addiction. That has loomed into focus with Brian Rice's confession in the last 24 hours. Um, Patrick's maybe right. Maybe the government do need to step up the regulation of the betting industry. But I, I think it's important that, you know, when we're having these discussions, that the bookies don't suddenly become the bad guys because, you know, I don't think they really are the bad guys. Uh, thank you very much to Patrick in Livingston offering his thoughts. Chris W wants to know, should Brian Rice be a watershed moment for Scottish football? He's done a brave and honest thing. Should the SPFL wide amnesty be considered to allow others with similar problems to come forward without threat of sanctions? Roger, Gordon, any thoughts? Well, well I, th- I, I mean, I, at the same time, it's a very difficult one, isn't it? Because clearly... If people are, are struggling They deserve all the help That anyone can offer them There are quite simple rules though For everyone else To say If you're a football Footballer Football official Just you know You, you can't bet on football Yeah but, but the one thing I like about Brian Rice Gordon it, it must have taken a lot Because If you've got a problem You get an addiction And you are in the so-called public eye I think it must take so much bravery to turn around and say, do you know what? I need help. Hold my hands up. Now, 
The one thing I like about Brian Rice is he's come out and it may help others. It may help others and it probably will. And I hope it does. But he's come out, he's put his hands up, but he's not shied away and said, look, I've got this disease, I've got this addiction. So don't don't punish me. So don't punish me. I I want uh, everybody to go easy on me. I want everybody to feel sorry for me. I don't think that's the case. I think it's a cry for help. I think it was the right thing. He'll get the help. He's got great guys around about him. But he knows within himself, as a football guy, because he's a true football guy, he knows that he's broken the rules and he's prepared to take mm. his punishment. And, and I, don't th- I don't think the argument is whether or not Brian Rice should be punished for this. I think everyone accepts that Brian Rice will be punished for this. And Brian mm. Rice accepts it and Colin mm. McGowan accepts it. The point Colin McGowan was making yesterday was that if there was to be an amnesty, even just in the short term... that. Yeah, for a defined period. Yeah, which would allow maybe players, maybe coaches, maybe directors of football clubs to step forward and do what Brian Rice did yesterday, admit to gambling issues, then they could do so in this amnesty without fear of being punished, without fear of being fined or banned. And it might open up a whole debate. It might surprise you how many people do gamble in the football when they shouldn't, Gordon. And I think that's his point. He wants this out, you know, he doesn't want any more secret betting. He wants this to be all out in the open and allow people to discuss it without fear of punishment. Okay, let's go back to the football tomorrow evening because we've got a fantastic card to look forward to. Alex Dyer says three points are just as crucial to Kilmarnock as they are to Celtic. He says he's got no interest in Celtic's title pursuit because Kelly have their own goals to achieve. It's us against Celtic. It's another team. We have to do our best and try and win as much games as we can here. You know, I'm not really too fussed whether it's a title race between them two. It's just more about Kilmarnock and trying to get a result. Is your message, Alex, that the three points are just as important to Kilmarnock as they are to Celtic? 100%. 100%. They've got their own agenda and so have we. You know, obviously they're going for the title and we're going, trying to get back in the top six. So we we both have targets. You know, it's all about trying to win the game. The title race is nothing to do with, with me or Kilmarnock. It's to do with this football club trying to, to finish the season as high as possible. And if that means beating Celtic tomorrow, then... Will be well, you know. It's not. It's not about me trying to dent their hopes of winning the. You know, that don't come into it. It's just about Kilmarnock and trying to get three points. What size of challenge do Kilmarnock pose to Celtic tomorrow? They restarted their mm-hmm. campaign with a six 0 win against Queens Park in the Scottish Cup. Very convincing. They had guys like Stuart Finlay back in, which made a difference. Chris Burke obviously providing the sixth assists, which was just incredible. Prior to the break, Gordon. They lost five in a row mm-hmm. They drew the two before that And they finished the year on a horrendous run Whether they have bounced back or not Is difficult to tell Because Queen's Park are obviously low league opposition How much of a of an obstacle is it For Celtic going there? Uh, it's always going to be hard Going to Rugby Park Gordon No matter what form they're in Because you know Kamarnock will get a lift There'll be a decent crowd there First game back Yes I wouldn't look too much into uh, the weekend's result No disrespect to Queen's Park I was expecting Kilmarnock to win that at home Comfortably Probably not six um, So you know They'll take confidence out of scoring six goals But I think Celtic will go down there um, You know And I think that uh, With the, the, the pressure that they're on They're under just to get results now Because I fully expect Rangers to get a result at Ibrox uh, I think Celtic will up The ante a little bit As I said earlier 
And I think when they do that with the quality they've got, especially middle to front, I think they will have far too much for Kilmarnock. And if they score early, I think they will ease through that game uh, tomorrow night. The flip side of that, though, does is if they don't score early, yeah. the pressure begins to build. Remember last season, I think Scott Brown scored in something like the yep. 93rd minute and then got a second yellow card for celebrating behind the goal. Kilmarnock have the ability to make it awkward for teams there. They made it awkward for Rangers at this time last year, made it awkward for Celtic. Remember a few years ago, Robbie Keane's debut down there, Chris Maguire scored. They have a history of just tripping up the old firm when maybe when you least expect it. So, Celtic, I agree with us. I think Celtic will win. But I think they might need to trade warily And I think they might need to be patient If you want to hear your your teaser Used on the show in the future The address you need to send it into is Fulltime at Clyde1.com John sent this one in It is really tough It requires a bit of calculated guessing But that's fine We're looking for the first player To score for each team in the SPL After the very first winter break In the 98-99 season so you just go through the team Celtic You've already got Harold Bratt back You've got Rangers Which was Charlie Miller you I can't even think your mother will. You can't even think Which teams what, were in the SPL no, I, don't, at that I, time. I really Good don't Good mother will be Lee McCullough Oh it was Well <laughs> done Straight in 2-0 against Hearts Right okay I'll keep you going Come so, on look. Who would Hearts First goal scorer be Stefan Adam No Colin Cameron No The other one uh, the, the other one The, the hero boy What'd you call him What'd you call him <laughs> The hero boy Batman the 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 boy that was in Team of the Decade what was he the still there? Are you going to guess? Rudy, are you guessing Rudy we're, Scatchel we're, from ninety eight? We're back into this decade, there, decade that, thing yeah. again, does? Are you I, serious? Ah, you think, you think Rudy Scatchel played for Hearts in ninety eight, ninety nine? What no. about what about Darren Jackson? Juanjo. I feel like you are close though. This guy was oh, a goal scorer, striker, goal scorer, striker. Richie, John Robertson, Richie, Jim Hamilton. I can't believe you've not got this one yet We've had the post with Formerly us Formerly played with the Rangers Also played for Kilmarnock Kevin Cow. 1998 1998-1999 1998-1999 1998-1999 1998-1999 1998-1999 1998-1999 1998-1999 1998-1999 1998-1999 Gordon Hill and Roger Hanna are on the final stretch on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. What that means is that they're trying to work their way through the full-time teaser. That's something we always have, just ticking along in the background towards the end of the show. And you are critical to it. You're the one that provides the questions. So if you want to hear your question on the show, send them in, please. Full-time at Clyde1.com. This one's murder There's no point in dressing up It's absolutely brutal But sometimes We need that We need to test you Since 98 uh, Sorry The season 98-99 Saw the very first winter break In Scottish football Name the player who scored The first league goal For each Of the SPL sides After that break Not as hard as it sounds Once you get going Because you've got Harold Bratt back at Celtic Charlie Miller At Rangers Lee McCulloch At Motherwell mm. Gary McSwiggan At Hearts So you're actually Nearly halfway there Who are we going? What team next? Pick we'll, a team. We'll if I get the teams, we'll, I'll be we'll, delighted. We'll St Johnston. Right, St Johnston were in it. I'll give you a wee clue on St Johnston. George O'Boyle. No, I'll give you a clue because not a regular goal scorer, but it was a penalty. So oh, defender, Alec Cleland. No, nope. Gary Bowling. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Gary Bowling. Yes. You're off and running now. <laughs> Halfway there. With, with, with a goal with Ian Jess. What about Noel Whelan? No, but oh. I think you're closing in on this one. Is you know, he was a good career Scored 
Decent goals This guy Had a good career down south So I think you're going to get this Down south <sighs> Mike Newell Yes Alright oh, Well done this is easy. What, about Ke- what about Kelly Paul Wright <sighs> No Coisty mm, Too obvious I'm afraid Jim McIntyre No Still too obvious actually What position I think he was a midfielder But played a lot for Kilmarnock This guy Gary Holt mm, Oh No uh, uh, we, we, we I mean, you, would you not? Were you not the air manager at this time? Yes. This would be your great rivals. Uh, 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 Alan Mahood. Is it Alan Mahood? Yes. Yes. Oh, I cannot yeah. believe you are producing some of these. You've got th- Come on, you've only got three going. to get. No, no, no. You've got three to get. Uh, plenty of time to do so. Uh, we do have that one game in the championship tonight, as you heard on Beat the Pundit a bit earlier on. What else is tickling your fancy tomorrow? As you would expect, this is Glasgow in the West. We've focused quite heavily on Celtic's trip to Kilmarnock, Rangers' home game with St Mirren. What else jumps out at you tomorrow, Roger? Well, what about third against fourth? Um, Motherwell going up to Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. Stephen Robinson, I think, is, you know, we spoke about Jim Goodwin parking the bus. There's no chance of Motherwell doing that. I think Stephen Robinson's fancies that Motherwell can take on Aberdeen, even in their own patch. Um, they were very good We spoke earlier on About the teams who struggled Coming out of the winter break You couldn't take Motherwell Into that bracket They went to Dundee Team in the top half Of the championship And they battered them With a hat trick From Christopher Long Could have been even more They were arguably One of the more impressive Premiership teams At the weekend um, Aberdeen Stumbled and stuttered And sort of staggered Over the line Against Dumbarton So it a very interesting Game up there and You could see It's a game that could go Either way uh, Gordon Christopher Long mm. Proving to be a real integral part of what Motherwell are doing at the moment Stephen Robinson speaking today about hoping to extend his stay um, Devante Cole is leaving so there will be another striker Well has, has left I think Another striker will be brought in anyway But how important might Christopher Long be to Motherwell In the second half of the season as they look to try and secure uh, that uh, Top six spot, European spot, whatever it may be You usually look at a guy that can score goals at an they're individuals they, they do their own thing When it comes into the 18 yard box You look at Defoe for instance He comes alive Long for me as a team player He'll do the runs That strikers don't like Into the corners He'll chase lost balls He just He goes for everything And he got a terrific hat trick Okay he got a little bit of luck With the first one With a wee bit of deflection Roger A bit of luck with the third one Yeah But you need a bit <laughs> of luck bit. In this game But you know, a hat trick will I'll do him the world of good. Can, good confidence. Can Mother will keep him beyond the season? That, you know, they're trying to do a lot of forward planning work. If you like, Trevor Carson signed a new deal. Liam Grimshaw signed a new deal. Is it important? How important is he to Mother to keep him into next season? I think he is important because I, I do look. He's not going to be a natural what you call goal scorer. I think he's a team player. I think he's a terrific team player. I think he does his job. I think if you're a midfield player or a wide guy, you'll appreciate what this boy does up front. I would never go and do the run to you. Never in a million years. <laughs> I know just, that. I've never been in the corners of the pitch where he's been. You, you and I'll do tell short you, runs never mind long runs. I'll, I'll tell you what I'm delighted with. We were talking about you come up with a great question just um a couple of weeks ago about who would you like to see getting more game time? Scott was in the James Scott yeah. You said I remember yeah, it well I, yeah. I'll tell you what That boy's got a terrific I'm, I'm future I'm interested you're, you're saying a saying strike Is Michael and Jolly Not the direct replacement For the yeah, Vantage yeah, or, or, or do you expect Someone else to come in No I, I, I think I think that uh, Yeah I think there was still One Do you think more, so Gordon? I'm trying to think back To everything Stephen Robinson Said this morning um, Yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure There was There was still A suggestion of one more I will double check um, The other thing would be 
This morning suggestions that Liam Donnelly could be on Celtic's radar um, Stephen Robinson moved quickly though I think to At the moment just dismiss it as being Sort of rumour mill, paper talk, whatever it was um, Whether there's Specific truth in that or not Gordon, would you be expecting him to Get attention? Uh, not at Celtic level, no uh, Especially with Celtic bringing in Another midfield player <laughs> Where are they going to play? How many midfield players did they need? If there's a Motherwell player heading that way, I would imagine it would be David Tumble once he's fit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just think that Motherwell just now, see tomorrow's night's game, usually you would look at that and think, well, this has got to be a real, and a point would be a terrific result. A point would probably be a good result, Gordon. But I think that Motherwell have got the belief with the players and what, how they're going about their business that they can go to Pataudry and get three points. Never mind just one I think that'll be a cracking game tomorrow big, night big night, big night for Hamilton as well We've focused in the last 48 hours on The trials and tribulations of the manager But but Hamilton are second bottom They're in that relegation mm-hmm. playoff place at the minute They finished before the split With a terrific win away at Motherwell Don't need to tell you two gentlemen that But, but going to Hibs will be, it'll be a hard ask for them I think Hibs have got defensive problems No Portes, no Naismith Bad injuries uh, Could Hamilton get something there does? Uh, against Tibbs, um, yeah, probably could. Um, you know, they they started well against Dundee United in the Cup and I thought they were going to cruise into the, the, the draw. And all credit to Dundee United, that man Shanklin scores at a perfect time for them. And, um, you know, they get a good replay. So Hamilton will go there with a bit of confidence. I think a point would be a great result for them there. Uh, but I just fancy home advantage tomorrow night, Roger. I fancy Hibs to win that one. But I think it'll be a, a good game. I think it'll be a difficult game for Hibs. You two still are looking for three players who scored the first goal for their respective SPL side after the first ever winter break, 98 99. You've got Dundee, Dundee United, and them Fairland to go. So I don't mind Dundee telling you that. Dundee be Gavin Ray. No. Oh, great shout. Is it one of the players that Benetti brought in? No. No. Wally Faulkner Nope Is he a centre forward? Don't know oh, Winger, winger centre forward? I might have to just give you some clues I think right, this has proven on. a really tough question Lee yeah. Wilkie Nope Great effort Do the initials to the old Hugh Keevans favourite yeah. clue The initials ST Stephen Thompson Stephen Stephen Tweed Big centre half Stephen Tweed There we go uh, Right the Dunfermline one Dunfermline oh. Probably one. best known for Stephen Scoring goals for Airdrie Andy Smith Yes Ah, oh, beautiful And the Dundee United one Let's just give Mushroom. up Michelle Olofsson uh, Is this well? Is it? <laughs> it genuinely is No Is it? I was honestly just going to say Call that quits Because there's no chance you'll get I've it I've never heard of him <laughs> Oh, you must have Michelle Olofsson scored loads of goals For Dundee United It is Yeah I've never heard of him yes, Never yeah, no, you, you, no, you, you, You've probably had a team Playing against him In one of those cup ties We, we put them out of the cup But he yeah, didn't play I'm sure he did <laughs> I'm sure he didn't uh, That's us We are done I'm afraid On Tuesday night's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Thank you to Roger Hanna And Gordon Diel For joining me Gordon Duncan Make sure you join us tomorrow What a night Three weeks in the making The Premiership is back Every single team involved Cannot wait Make sure you join us Callum Gallagher is up next He'll look after you
One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompsons.com.